film sucks Indie film sucks It's the Indie Film Sucks Podcast Yeah Streets of St. Louis from a basement on South Broadway, the Indie Film Sucks Podcast. And here we are again. Here we are. Back in the basement. Yes. <laughs> it's good to be back. Oh, it's great to be back. It's great to be back. Back off assignment. Yeah, great to have you back. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Assignment was good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, <laughs> I was getting ready to, but you know, you're a fast talker. I am a fast talker. I've been here in a while. I got a lot I to know. say. I know. Shit, let's, let's hear. What's so, up? Uh, oh, back, who, back off assignment. So I was working on. Wait. Yeah. Who the hell are you? Chris Mackey. Okay. They call me Mackey. They, they call you Mackey. They call me Mackey. Chris Grega. And I'm Brock Roberts. First time listening to the podcast, welcome. Yeah, check us out from the get-go. This is, only, this is number 30, right? Number 30. Yeah, so you can catch up pretty quick. I mean, you ain't got shit to do anyway, right? You listen to other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay, two things. Back off assignment. First of all, yeah. nice job with the interview. Oh. Solid, solid dude. That was a good interview. Thank people you, should go back Joshua Gray. Yeah. Yep. Yep. People should go back and listen to that one. Uh, second of all, I think you said something about... Um, I still haven't watched Blue Ruin, so <laughs> <laughs> just to prove I did listen to it, yeah. I still haven't watched Blue Ruin. So those, are, those are the two things I did not do on assignment. I did not think. Did not uh, think you did. No, I didn't. Uh, but what I was working on assignment is a uh, our uh, screening that's coming up. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And B, I was talking about our um, distribution. Working on a little bit with the distribution. So if you got a drum roll, I got an offer. I want to read live here on the old oh, podcast. So, like we promised. Hold on a minute. I'll pull this up. I will not disclose which distributor it's from. I think we said that. I think that's only fair to them. Sure. Correct. Uh, but uh, let me see. I mean, this is like... Yeah, so we had one offer or two offers from this? Two thing. offers from the same person. Two different two different, two different varieties of how they, gotcha. how they want to go at it. And this is the first one we've seen. It came back and it says, uh, outline two different deal structures for a review. Mr. Mackey with a Y. That's not how you spell my name. Well. Uh, so, well, if you want to do business with me, you should get my name right. I would probably. Think, right? Okay. Probably strike one. So, one is called Advance and one is called Gross Split. Which one do you want to hear first? Boy, Advance sounds promising. Okay. Advance. Oh, how much money are they going to give us in advance? Is that, what, is that what that means? I think so. Advance? Is that yes. what you thought it was? That's what I thought it was, too. So, Advance. 5K. That's like a minimum guarantee. Is that what they're calling Pretty that? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So 5K advance, but stipulations behind that are 20% upon delivery. So I guess you get 20% of that as soon as you deliver the film to them. Okay. 30% upon first domestic release. Okay. What does that mean? And 50% upon first foreign release. So the 5K gets 20% up front. We could do the math on that. But then there's stipulations. You don't know when you would see the 30 or the 50 or you would have to qualify that, right? So effectively, once you deliver it and they put out the first domestic release, you get 2500 And then once the first foreign release is done, you get the other 2500 What does the re- What does it mean, release? What does that mean? Like after it's on the platforms in North America... That's okay, like, so release to the platforms is yeah. what you're reading into that? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, so it's actually split up three different ways, right? The first 25%? It's 20, 30, 50. Okay, all right. Yeah, so first 20% they give us up front after we deliver it. Mm-hmm. Then uh, whatever the math is for opening it up domestically in North America, and then the rest of it when they do the foreign sales. Okay. Yeah, so it's like you turn over all your deliverables, then you get a thousand bucks. Let's just say. Sure. Yep. And then you. Uh, That's exactly what you would get. <laughs> and, and then, uh, then the first domestic release is done. They give you another fifteen hundred, and then once foreign is accomplished and it's out there on their platforms, you get the other twenty five hundred. So right. what's fo- what's foreign? I've, uh, what's anything outside? I know. What what are those? Outside oh, the, North America. But what is that? The, is, Where does it go? I, I can tell you what here is right. Film sure. to be that's every other market in the world okay that's available and there's lots and lots of markets but a market where somebody either signs a license agreement with them to do something with our film there yes whether they put in theatrical whether they do something else yeah so i don't know that's not that's really, what i'm saying that, that really that that's not really clear that's what i'm getting at it's not really clear we don't know what really release means it just has to go there and do something there yeah okay and we don't know if that means in every possible foreign market that it's going to go to, then you get the rest of the money, or if it is the first foreign market that it goes to, so we don't really know. So we either don't know or it's clear as mud. Yeah. Okay. Well, what my take on it is, no matter what, they're going to give us $5,000 uh, after they release it to foreign and to domestic. Correct. So that's, it, they don't have to sell anything, it just as soon as it received on platforms in those markets. I would redline that and ask them what exactly to be more specific there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, title. Okay. Term. Oh, term. This is a big one. What do you think? Fuck. <laughs> I mean, we know what we thought after we talked to her. Yeah. Uh, this company, so. It's probably just like every other generic one that's going to be sent to us, and it's probably eight gonna, to ten years. That's what I'm going to guess. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> ten years. The big oh, one, dude. The old wow. decade. The old decade. I will be 62 when we get this movie back if we went with this particular distributor. Uh, <laughs> but you may be a wealthy 62-year-old. True, true, true. Well, I will have to wait some time because I'll read down a little bit. I have to wait some time before I collect that yeah. money. Okay. Uh, uh, the rights for this one are they want all media rights. So they want to be able to release it wherever, and territory would be worldwide. Okay. So we would basically own nothing on this advance. We wouldn't Correct. be able to put it anywhere else on our own. They would own all that. That's how I'm looking at it. Uh, they want a flat 25% distributor fee. So I would imagine it would be, what, 75 us, 25 them? Want anything that comes in? Yes. That's Is that what that means? That's After right? expenses. At, so I was going to say that. Well, hold on. I'll get to that in a second. That's probably, yeah, that's probably net profit. After uh, they, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. So they're that, probably going to spend some money somewhere and deduct that before they're before we'd receive anything. And then there's some deliverables in here, which pretty common. I won't go into the technicals on yeah, that. All the yeah, we talked about it. Right. Um, and that, then, that meaning we, the filmmaker, delivered to the distributor. So residuals, distributable, pay all Union Guild residuals. Um, don't know if that would come at net or gross uh, after the seventy-five return. Right. right. Um, here's here's the one I thought was crazier. I didn't know is because I thought they would pay quarterly regardless as long as there was money coming in, maybe at a certain amount. Like, we won't cut you a check till there's a thousand bucks in the pool, right? So, accounting 45 days af- after the quarter for the first two years. So, eight payments in the first two years, 45 days at the end of the quarter. 
after that biannually, so twice a year, for the next two years. So in the first four years, you're getting basically 10 checks. Something that, like that. that. Something like that, okay. And then yearly thereafter. So you would think if you went with this person on the fifth year, it doesn't matter how much is in there, they would pay you out yearly. Right. So I, that, that's something I was surprised by seeing that part of it, and especially for 10 years. Because, I mean, even if you made a lot of money, you couldn't live off of this. No. Because every year you would get, you would have to wait that next year to get a check. Yes. Okay. It just depends on uh, how much money you made the first two years. No, I agree, I agree with you. I was just saying down the road, you couldn't really depend on that as an income source because right. it's not coming in as a steady stream. Right. Well, usually your film runs its course in three-ish years anyway. For a low-budget indie, yeah. Hence, yeah. hence the 10 years is not... Yes. Something we would go Yeah, the with. other seven right. years is just extra. Uh, TV broadcast, none. Um, it says, if such exists, immediate disclosure prior to deadline. So we would discuss that if it came up to that. But right now, this they're not looking at this as a TV broadcast uh, property. Holdbacks, prior expectation, marketing, none. Um, licensing claims, uh, mm-hmm. encumbrances, none. Um, talent restrictions, limitations, none. So that's that's everything on what they're calling a simple contract mm-hmm. without a lot of T's and C's and, you know, all that stuff for the legal stuff. These are, I guess, what they're considering as the main terms right. for negotiation. Yeah, if there is room for negotiation, which there always is. Well, right. it might be a one-sided negotiation. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but there's always room to red line and, and hopefully open a conversation. Sure. So is that the whole thing from the first? That's everything for advance. So that, so all this jargon, and uh, this is actually pretty simple to understand, but you still want to have an entertainment lawyer. If you're going to redline stuff, you probably want to have an, an attorney say, okay, this is how you want to award it for to benefit you and your company and your movie, and then go back to negotiations right yeah because it is relatively simple and relatively straightforward but there's a lot of room a lot of loopholes still a lot lot of loopholes in there there's a lot of room for things to be misinterpreted or for things to be set up a different way than you thought right and that's where you would negotiate back on the 10 years if you can't get past the 10 years, it doesn't matter. None of the other language matters, right? Correct. in my opinion. So there's some certain things in here. If you couldn't get past the accounting terms, yes. it doesn't matter if, if you want to look at some of those other stuff or stuff you want to insert because you're not getting past some of these things. I thought there would be more. There's not enough in here for me. I would have to have a thousand questions but back that, on oh, that. Yeah. That's a short list. It's not an actual full contract. Right. Uh, so, okay, the second one is gross split. Same, okay. same distributor, just a different way to put it. And this is the one where they suggested that if they were some, they, this is what they would go with. Okay, let's that's, hear it. That's okay. So same term, 10 years. So for them, this is a standard deal for them. That's right. what they're putting on all theirs. 10 years. Media would be all rights. And then territory would be just North America. Okay. So, um, but I thought we discussed in the media even, is that like separating out like airplane, entertainment, hospitality, those things All differently? Right. No. No, no, no. That's what we discussed with her, that they were willing to break that out. Yeah, they might be. Okay. But on this mm-hmm. contract, it says all rights. Yeah. Okay. Um, and here's where it gets interesting. So it's gross revenue splits. That means before anything's taken out, top line, dollars a dollar, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. Brock. 
There are no distribution cost expenses deducted from producers uh, licensor. Uh, producers distributors will receive below gross revenue percentages, excluding so guild residuals do come out first. If guild is if it's applicable. Okay. And it okay. will be. Yes. Uh, number one. All gross revenues received would be split 50-50 between distributor producer up to the first 300000 So first 300000 in gross sales, 50-50 split. Which means the company would make $150,000. Quick math. Damn, I'm so good. You are. You are you're good looking Look and you. smart. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I got it all. All gross revenues received between $300,001 and $600,000 would be split 75 producer, 25 distributor. They make their money back. They move on, but you you get a bigger percent of the pie. And then if it goes over six hundred thousand, six hundred thousand one dollar, it goes ninety producer, ten distributor. Yeah. So it sounds like the reason they break it down like that is because they know the first couple of years on an indie film is where most of the money is going to come from. So that's yes. why they want a fifty fifty split. And so every year after, then they uh, it goes down. So it sounds like they're doing this to it, it's beneficial. To both parties in, in some instances. So they know the first $300,000 would be a whole lot easier to get than the second $300,000, right? So 50-50 split for the first three hundred. The yes. second three hundred is a 75-25 split. 75 to producers, 25 to them. They know it's... it's they know that most of the money is going to be made in the first $300,000. Apparently, that's what it's... That's how... It reads to me. They know. Oh, exa- no, exactly. They know what property they're looking at. Right. They know who produced it, what it's got in it. I mean, I'm sure they got their formulas, calculators, yeah. every, everything they do, their experience. And I'm sure those numbers change on their end yeah. based on what property they have. Yeah. And I guess anything over 600000 they're like, well, hell, if this keeps going, we're, my, they're happy with their 10%. Yeah, they, yeah. They made now, their money. My question right. to that would be, does it reset every year? Or is it continuous? Um, I bet you it's continuous, but that'd have to be... But that'd be a question I would want to clarify. Yeah, I think it's just the first... Because it doesn't say anything about years, it just says dollar amount. Yeah, I think it's it's just dollar amount. There's no... Uh, And then everything else is the same. So same deliverables, same accounting practices, um, and then nothing that. So basically this is... And... This is pretty as simple as it gets. Okay, so an, another beneficial reason for this is also this is just in North America. You can still go out and find another sales agent or distributors for all the other foreign markets. Yes. All on your own. No, no, it, it definitely different. gives you a lot more flexibility. It gives you more freedom. Yeah. Right. And there's things in there to negotiate the term, the mm-hmm. media. I don't know. That's it. We told people we read it live on the air, and we did. It was basically what we expected, I think. Yeah, I mean... I'm happy we got it. It's... Because it was a long email back and forth, even to say, does she have my email address? Does, you know, is it... But there are some things she didn't give us yet. Well, before we before we got this, these two contract offers, we did speak with them personally for about mm-hmm. 45 minutes. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, so as a... It was... I thought it was fairly... A fairly typical typical conversation. I know it was, this was your first time talking to a distributor, and I know you talked to a couple, and... You know, the <laughs> the two distributors we went through with our other films, you know, uh, well, they're just not good companies in my, my eye. Uh, this one seemed like a pretty legitimate company. They're very upfront about everything. Uh, it doesn't mean 
It doesn't mean that they're going to be up front uh, when it comes to dollars. I don't know. It doesn't mean so. But if you're going to go through a distributor, you have to take a chance for, through somebody. I think you need to take a chance anybody that you give your property to yeah. to get any kind of money back. They're just a middleman in order to talk to the people that are giving them the money. Yeah, and, you know, the distributors hopefully will be out front. I didn't hear anything in those contracts about um, showing us the actual accounting to us. No, no, there was nothing in there about reporting. It just no showed reporting. when you'd pay, right. right? So I would imagine that the reporting would come when the pay came. Um, but, again, we don't know. Yeah. It's it's all, I say the same thing. You're, we're reading into something we don't know because it's there's too many holes for... I, I can't say we're inexperienced, but we're not very experienced in taking this step with somebody like this. Well, we're experienced enough, especially you, Grega. We know how to offer to protect ourselves. That's right. There's loopholes we can look into. And you so, can go to the library a little bit more, Chris. Well, whether or not they're going to take those offers, right? knowing why we're putting that in there, that's another question entirely. Because, well, you're you're very uh, correct about the 50-50 split on the $300,000. Mm -hmm. Look... It's slim that an independent film is going to make $300,000. It's not impossible. Movies do it, but the odds are stacked against you. Sure. That's what they're banking on. Now, of course, if by chance your film blows up and it, it you know goes viral or whatever and it, it, it gains a massive following... Then yeah, technically they're they're taking a risk. They could lose out on that, but uh, the chances of that happening are pretty small. I mean, they are what they, it's what happens happens. That's I agree with why they did it. Of course, that's why they did it. Yeah, but I, it's gonna make what it makes. Is it a bad deal? Uh, not really. Is it a great deal? Not really. The only thing in there that I don't like is the ten years. It's yeah. It's 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 a standard distribution deal. For a, a low-budget indie film. Which is what we have. Right. You know, And so. until I can compare it against something else, or hopefully we get more offers in, we I won't know what anybody else says. I know what we did in the past, because we got a 5, and what else was your other one? A 10? A 10 yeah. and a 5 in the past? Yeah. So you, you mean, got lower you mean, on the past distribution terms. deals. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 10 and 5. So that's so you got lower on 5, but that was X amount of years ago. I'd like to see if anybody else comes at a standard proposal because mm -hmm. I don't know. Right. And I haven't talked to anybody else. Nobody's disclosed what distribution deal they've gotten. You know, I'd like to talk to other filmmakers. Right. I was going to just jump into that yeah. too, Mac, is, is one of the things we did ask them is to provide us with some uh, filmmakers uh, that have used them. Mm -hmm. See if they'd give us information to, to reach out to them and talk to them about what terms they agreed on and also if they're happy with their distributor. You know, and I'm sure they do have a couple that they're going to send to us, and and it's going to be the best ones, right? Of course. And that's great, but we'd also like to dig into their catalog a little bit ourselves and reach out to other indie filmmakers and see if they are on the up and up. Even though if the film didn't do great, maybe it's not a good movie. I don't know. But I plan on watching uh, a lot more movies here real soon, and, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and reaching out to these filmmakers and saying, hey, I, your movie is great. How's it working out with this company? And hopefully they uh, respond. Yeah, because that's what you have to do, basically, is your due diligence. You have to mm -hmm. talk to other filmmakers. Whether or not someone's going to respond to you, then who knows? Now, if someone would reach out to us, like, hey, how did 
Sound of Nothing do? I'd be honest with them. Hey, how did Rhineland do? I'd be honest with them. Right. You wouldn't be doing anybody any favors in our position or theirs for independence. No. Not, yeah, not doing No, we that. just want to help people. Right. Well, you just want to be honest, like you said. But I thought she was even honest on the phone and saying, I'll give you names because everybody asks for names. I don't know if they're, I can't guarantee they're going to respond oh, back sure. to you. And I thought that sure. was a very fair statement from her. Yeah, that's why I but said that I doesn't, they, 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 it was a good phone call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't stop us because we'd be silly if we didn't go out and just randomly flip through that thing within the last two years, I guess we said. Yeah, you flip through the yeah. catalog and you pick it, out random, random films. Random films. A, go look for them out there on the webs and see where, right, where you can find them. Because we always said, how do they advertise for you? Yeah. And then you go, where does it come up on a Google search? Where does it show up? What did they do? Because that's going to be the first proof of the pudding. film's only a year old and I can't even find it on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, and you also want to search for movies that are similar genre to yours. No, I, I would agree with that mm-hmm. if you had to pick anything out. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a good point, too. So, anyway, there it is. We got some work to do. And we do have our, our second potential offer on the table. Yeah. From a different distributor. So Yeah. So that's right. that's all cool. So we, we plan on um, all the distributors we sent to uh, looking into their catalog, like I just said, and, and digging into all these other films and, and contacting these filmmakers and doing our due diligence and make, make sure um, the people we, if we potentially are going to do business with are on the up and up and uh, deliver what they say they're going to deliver to their uh, filmmakers. No, I agree. Hey, before I want to talk about a little bit more about distribution, because I know you sent it off to a bunch and I want to talk about like how that you had to put a form email together. Right. And then I want to talk about maybe tier two distributors, because I know we kind of ran up some stuff there, but anything on the uh, festival front. Festival front. I mean, no, we've just submitted to a bunch. Okay. There's a handful more we're going to submit to, which are horror genre based. Either we're going to get in or we're not. I mean, that's that's all it is. Okay. You, you submit, you pay your fee, and then you wait. Okay. So and speaking of festivals, we did ask that question to this particular distributor if it's okay for us to submit to the over. Remember the overexposure yes. episode we did? We talked yes. about that a little bit. We yeah. we actually asked that in this meeting, and uh, there did not seem to be an issue that I could tell from what they said. No, that was good. I'm, I'm, you said you didn't well, think they, there was going to be an issue. No, right? I didn't think there would. But asking made the me only, feel better. The only place where they said that, yeah, it could be an issue, and I agree with, is an online-only film festival. Oh, ah, yeah, that's good important, point. important yep. to say. And I have no interest in an online-only film festival. No. Look, I'm not going to say that it's a scam because it's an online-only film festival, but it's a scam. <laughs> Look, the whole, whole point of a film festival, one, you want to go there to meet other filmmakers. I mean, yeah, network. I mean, we're, we're talking about smaller regional festivals, right? We're not talking about Cannes or Sundance where you're going for the market and to sell you a film. But for smaller festivals, you want to hopefully get your name out there, get your film's name out there, and engage with people. Make some connections, meet other filmmakers. So that that's that's the main point. And, and the two, the second point is to win some awards. Right. So, you know, an online-only film festival... They, you might win some awards, but you know you're not going to get the networking function of it. Right. And then you don't really know where your movie's going to go after that. Well, I think those kind of popped up during COVID, so I kind of understand that. But um, you know, since we don't need to worry about that right now, I think go to the real ones. No, right. And and I think we all know our movie's not going to go to the big festivals. I no. think they may have an issue with that as well. Sure. I know it didn't come up in our conversation because we were all realistic. But I think those are the only two things they probably would have had a 
overexposure, whatever you want to call it, yeah. kind of problem with. Um, so jumping back to uh, distribution. So talk a little bit about, like, would you send it off 10, 10 places originally, and then we had a tier two we were going to send it off to. So I don't know how many you sent it off to, but you, you you just came up with this form email that you put out and then they're responding back to us? Yeah, basically came up with a simple email, introducing myself, introducing the title of the film, and saying that it was featuring Bill Mosley and uh, linked to the trailer. And if you are interested, uh, feel free to contact me. So very simple, very basic, to the point. Didn't have any description of the film. The trailer should do the talking for you. Didn't have anything about my story. It wasn't long. It was just short and direct. And you included the trailer. And included okay. the trailer. You included the trailer. Yep. Okay. And that's pretty standard. I mean, I've been on distributor websites, and there's a big form to fill out all those things. Yep. That's pretty standard what you felt that that's, that's the standard practice. Yep. Okay. That's cool. The Tier 2... Are we'll explain what we mean by tier two. We're just making like, up a term there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're calling tier two. Yeah. A24, Bloomhouse, Annapurna, Bleecker Street, Neon. So those are the, the bigger yes. indie horror distributors. I mean, obviously, they're below the big studios, right? Uh, you're not going to get into any of those without a sales agent. They have gatekeepers in place, so you can't just submit. They won't take anything unsolicited because that keeps the riffraff out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that keeps their email box from them having to go through to find that one. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, I I, I thought that it's true, you know what I mean? But I, I respect that, that they do that, and we just have to follow that process and now make a decision. I know, Brock, you're, we're back to kind of looking into... Yeah, looking into sales, well, yeah, agents. sales agents and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and I think we were going to push that off a little bit further down the road, but I think it's kind of maybe back to, you yeah, know, one of our we're points. Yeah, we're going to have to start looking into like right now yeah because essentially you know if we go with the sales agent then we have to ask ourselves okay what is this person giving us that we can't do ourselves right because if the sales agent only gets us in the tier one distributors we're already doing it ourselves but now we have to pay this other person 25 percent to do what we've already been able to do ourselves right Right. and so and we're not going to tier three or four if you look at those as being Miramax and those guys, yeah. our movie's not going there. No, so that's that's my question. What's a sales agent going to do for us? I would argue not much, but who knows? I would think, and Brock, I think you said this when we were talking about distribution on the foreign side of things. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that person in conjunction with a distributor helps you drive foreign, right? If you don't yeah. sign all those rights away. Yeah, so sales agents actually rarely do domestic themselves they're mostly for foreign sales that's, that's what i've learned uh some of the sales agents don't deal at all in the in north america it's only foreign so that may be a reason why to talk to that'd be a good reason them. no i think there's it doesn't cost anything to have a conversation no that's... so I'd, I'd imagine when you reach out to uh the people i'm i'm thinking of reaching out to um pretty legit people they produce their own stuff and, and also sell their own stuff. So they, they know what they're doing. Um, contact them and see if, like the A24s, uh, the bigger ones, if our film is, would possibly fit those. And if so, then you know, maybe it is worth looking into a sales agent. Right. But it's got to be an honest sales agent. If, if 
I don't know if ours is there. I haven't seen our movie. Right. Uh, <laughs> which is coming up soon. But um, if it is to that caliber, then, then yeah, I'd say possibly look into a, a, a sales agent for domestic as well. My honest opinion, I don't think it is to that caliber. I mean, we didn't shoot on film. We have one name, and it's not... It's not something you've never, ever seen before. It's good. It's a great movie. But I don't think it's that caliber to reach what we're calling Tier 2. Again, I don't know. No, no, no. I could and, be wrong. And, and that's I think just that's my on, opinion. No, that's honest to say that, and I don't have a problem with it. It's just they've, and even in their business, they've gotten out of that, right? They're They're moving up in the world and now they can accept better movies because they make more money off of better sure. movies. Mm-hmm. So, because eventually they got their goals and what kind of company they want to be. But I know some of these that you mentioned, like the bloom house and that they used to take whatever when they sure, were first sure. getting going, but they've separated themselves. And you know, there's, um, there's actually people that are known in the industry that run those houses. You know, they've, they've, right. they've come from places already. They're not these unknown kind of distributors that are doing it out there. So, I don't disagree with you, Brock, but I think there's a combination. Again, it doesn't cost anything to get an offer letter. So we did have one of our friends sign with a sales agent recently. So I'm really interested in how, and I think he would be forthcoming with us. Yeah, I think so. But I'm interested in seeing how that works for him because I think you saw the contract, right? Yeah. He sent it to you and it was X percentage and it was basically everything you thought it was going to be. Pretty basic. Yeah. Um, So I'm interested in his experience. And that's where I don't, and out there in this world, if you're independent, and we just talked about this before we got on the air tonight, is we don't do enough, uh, like, pulling stuff out of other independent filmmakers, either from who they're talking to, how they're distributing, their distribution deals, um, how they're promoting. You know, I think there's a whole other world there from three working guys. We put our efforts into what we can in our 24 hours, but... We find and we see people online going, I'm headed to this Comic-Con or I'm doing this or, hey, look what I'm doing. And we're like, damn, knew I should have done that. Yeah. Didn't think of it, but man, that makes sense, right? Uh, so it's little things like that that um, I think these experiences they're having are going to help us. Hopefully. We've done her to ask. No. I mean, I think we have to ask. I think anybody has to ask. Well, that goes back into doing due diligence, like, digging into these other films that we're going to be checking out and, you know, possibly even be talking about them on our podcast if they're good, good films. Oh, absolutely. Right? I'd love to invite some of those filmmakers yeah, on if exactly. they want it to be. If we ever can remote somebody in. <laughs> That's big technology there, boys. I think we have a laptop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> get them in there. <laughs> you might not be able to see them. You might be able to hear them. We'll but... just put a phone up to the microphone. Okay, we'll get a dedicated camera on the computer screen. <laughs> yeah. Is that what we're going to do? Yeah. High tech, gosh darn right. high tech! All you thirty people out there are just going to be in for a treat. <laughs> but you know, uh, you know what we're going to do though. What's that, Chris? We're going to do what we always do. <laughs> What's that, Chris? <laughs> Talk about the highs, the lows, and the in betweens of true independent filmmaking on the Any Film Sucks podcast, brought to you by Eighty Eight Millimeter Productions. Uh, social shit that whatever Peace. I don't know. It's out there. Just look. All right, I'm going to start drinking. Indie Film Sucks It's the Indie Film Sucks Podcast Yeah